Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In the previous video on motion warp tracking, we looked at the analysis and integration of motion vectors to track a logo to a t-shirt. As mentioned previously, these are the same methods you would use to apply gunshot wounds, blood splatters, shot cleanup and more. Now working with motion vectors is very powerful and extremely flexible. However, the downside is that it is rarely processor intensive and the datasets can get quite big. So in part 10 on motion warp tracking, you'll learn how to use a different render pass known as UVs in order to perform very fast motion warp tracking. UV passes are smaller and less intensive than motion vectors data, but they are also limited in certain ways concerning motion warp tracking. We'll cover all of that to help you choose when to use UVs or motion vectors for your next motion warp tracking experience. If you'd like to follow along, please load your final batch setup from the previous video. Now to be honest, it doesn't matter if you generated motion vectors in action or rendered them out as a separate render pass. The point being is that you applied the motion vectors on the logo image object and the last frame of the background shot was used as the tracking reference allowing the logo to track to the t-shirt. During this time, Flame had to calculate the movement of the pixels through the integration process in action. So motion vector data is calculating the movement in the image, but the actual pixel movement or tracking still needs to be calculated by Flame. Because the pixel movement is not part of the motion vector data, you can realign the tracking data as well as set multiple reference points as part of the motion warp tracking. Basically, most of the settings for motion warp tracking are pretty much editable. That can impact on Flame's performance with all these computations. But a lot of the time, you might not need all this flexibility. So an alternative to using motion vector data is to create a UV render pass to do the motion warp tracking. To understand the difference, motion vectors contain the motion of the pixels from one frame to the next. This data needs to be analyzed to work out a pixel's position. This is in contrast to a UV pass which already contains each pixel's position within a given frame without relying on the previous or next frame in the clip. So all the tracking information you calculate with motion vectors can be flattened and baked into a UV render pass. This is what makes it fast, but there are a few caveats which we'll cover in a moment. Let's look at how to generate a UV pass. I'll use the action with the generated motion vectors, but like I said, it doesn't matter if the motion vectors are an external source. Now looking at action with a 2-up view, the logo is tracked to the t-shirt and the reference frame was defined as the last frame in the composite. The reason for mentioning this again is that when you generate the UV render pass, your reference frame is baked into the render pass and you cannot change it without rendering again. Secondly, all the pixel pushing data created using the integration process will be baked into all the pixels as part of the UV pass for each frame. 
So if you had other objects to track into the scene, you could use this data. But the analysis and integration information are baked into the pixels. If you needed to change the tracking data for a different motion warp track, you'll need to generate another UV render pass containing the new reference frames, as well as the new integration data assigned to each pixel as red and green values. Now to create the UV render pass, go to the Motion Vectors controls. Enable the Motion Vectors as a render pass. Next, select the result view and switch to the Output menu. In the Render Pass list, you'll see a Motion Vectors entry. But if you scroll to the bottom, you'll find the UV Render Pass. Click the button to enable it as a Render Pass. Please note that it must be rendered out as 32-bit. So that is the UV Render Pass for the logo, and it's currently being limited by its alpha. Go to the Media menu and turn the matte off. By doing this, you can access the UVs for the entire frame and not just the logo. This allows you to make adjustments to the logo and even change it. You could even import other objects and apply a motion warp track with this data. For example, if you are painting or retouching an area. You might need to keep painting more strokes, even after applying the motion warp tracking. However, this will not change the defined references or pixel pushing data that are baked into the UV Render Pass. To render this out, swipe back to Batch and drag out a new render node. Connect the output of the Action UVs into the Render Input. Change the Render node's name to UVs and press Render. Looking at the Batch Renders Reel in the Media Panel, you now have a UV Render Pass that you can drag into the Batch Schematic. Now let's composite the logo with the UV Render Pass. Select the logo and background, and duplicate the clips with CTRL-D. You could just drag connections from the original clips, but I am keeping this separate so you can see how things come together. To perform the Motion Warp Tracking with the UV Render Pass, go to the Batch Node bin and drag out an Action Node. Connect the Live Action Source clip into the Action Background. Select the Action Node and create a new Media Input with CTRL-N. Connect the logo with its alpha into the Media 1 node. Next, create a second Media Input node and connect the UV Pass into the front of Media 2. Call up the Action Node controls and go into a 2-up view with ALT 2. Delete the image object containing the UV Render Pass. If you are still looking at the UV Render Pass Output Viewer, just press 1 to toggle to the main composite output of Action. So the logo only lines up with the last frame. In order to use the UV pass to track the logo to the T-shirt, select the logo image object. Switch to the Action node bin and select the UV render pass in the media list. 
using the Maps tab, you will find the UV map object. Drag that out into the action schematic, and that's all you need to do. If you scrub the time bar, the logo is automatically tracked to the T-shirt without motion vector analysis or integration. The UV render pass is simply pushing pixels around because of the baked tracking data derived from the motion vectors. So this is fast and quick. If you need to change the reference point or adjust the tracking data, you need to go back to the original action nodes, make changes using the motion vector data, and render the UV pass again. Now let's finish off this example by using a few more compositing techniques. Select the logo image object and look at its controls. Change the blending mode to overlay. Now the logo still looks oversaturated and too bright. Call up the contextual menu over the image object and choose to add a selective with the master grade. Bring the saturation down to around half and drop the gain as well. Next, let's blur the logo as it's too sharp. You'll do this using the same selective. Hold down space and click Selective 1 in the Selective Manager. In the browser, choose the Blur Selective Effects. In the Blur's Global Control, increase the amount to just under 2. So that looks pretty good. Next, you'll need to add a bit of motion blur to the logo as the singer moves over the stage. This is quite a visible issue in the middle frames of the composite. Now because the UV pass is pushing pixels on the surface, no 3D motion data is being generated in action. This rules out using the motion blur in the Action Preferences menu. Alternatively, you could use a third-party plugin, or use Selective Effects Motion Blur and the motion vectors from earlier. For example, go back to Batch and grab the motion vector render pass created in the previous video. Select the Action node and add a new media input. Connect the forward and backward motion vectors into the media node. Go back into Action with the 2-up view and delete the new image object with the motion vectors. To apply the motion vectors to the logo, select the image object and choose the motion vectors in the media list. Switch to the Action node bin and locate the motion vectors map. Drag it out and it will attach to the image object. Since the motion vectors already exist and do not need generating, switch to the motion vectors controls and set the mode to forward and backward. Ensure to enable them as a render pass for the motion blur. This should not impact on your system very much as you're not analyzing or integrating this data for motion warp tracking. Instead, locate the camera in the action schematic. To add the motion blur, call up the contextual menu and choose to add a camera effects. Now adjust the exposure time very slightly to help sell the shot. Lastly, you need to add the grain back into the shot especially because of the motion blur. 
So go to the Action Output menu and enable the Matte Render Pass. Go back to Batch and locate the Regrain node in the Batch node bin. Drag it out and connect the Action Composite Output and the Action Matte Output. Looking at the Regrain result with F4 and zooming into the composite, you can see the grain is missing during the increased motion blur. Change the grain mode to Custom using the pull down menu. Now hold Control and sample a very small portion of grain on another part of the t-shirt. This will finish the composite and blend things back convincingly. So that's the finished shot. But before I go, let's say that your client wants to make that unexpected last minute change. What happens with the UV Render Pass and all the Motion Warp Tracking? Well, since you've rendered the UVs for the entire frame, a quick swap out should suffice. Go back to Batch and locate the Logo 2 EXR with the new artwork. Just swap out the Fill and the Mat. When you return back to the Regrain node at the end of the flow graph, the change will ripple through the nodes and the result will update. Remember that you're using the same UVs for this example, but this might not always be the case. So that's how you can accelerate your Motion Warp tracking using UVs instead of Motion Vector data. It's fast and light to use on your system, but please remember the limitations we discussed and you should be good to go. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2019.2 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching.